0: Hi, I'm Dane, and I'm here with my good friend, Adam. Hi. Welcome to Peeling Off the Bark, where every week, Adam and I share a piece of music and discuss what the song means to
1: us and how it has impacted our lives. Music is a great way to start conversations about things that usually get left unsaid. We hope that by having open and frank conversations on the podcast, we can encourage others to do the same.
0: So, what's the crack then? Have you got a song for us this week?
1: I do, I do. Um... I've even wrote a few little notes this week. Oh, so we're nice. one, one step ahead of the competition. Look at this.
0: We're making progress there. Huh?
1: So this is a song that I used to... That I love now by a band that I love now. Um, okay. Who are still, still going strong. Uh, but I used to hate the song. Um, and this is essentially a story of how I went... Why I hated it in the first place. Okay. Um, and then kind of that... The reason I hated it, it's kind of um, sy- symptomatic of like a, a bigger issue, I'd say. Um, and why going through that experience was a life-enriching experience in itself, if that makes sense. Um,
0: so when you say this is a band that you you like now, I guess in that context you mean that once upon a time you heard this band and you didn't like them, or and then now, yeah, yeah. now so, you like them, yeah.
1: Yeah, so the when I first heard this song that I'm going to share, mm-hmm. I hated it, ah. and I I didn't really know the band. I like I knew them by name because I think they were just there was one stage where they were just like They had a few number one singles, um, and I hated it for a specific reason which I'll share. Uh-huh. But then like in late as 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 I've moved past that, I've learned to like I came back to this band and I, then it turned out they're actually. <laughs> actually really good ah. and uh, i really like the i like the full discography now but it's it's it, it's interesting like to go through well it, it i don't want to say too much okay i want to i'll we'll listen to the song and then it'll all become apparent okay. um saving the meat for the 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 main part of the podcast right? exactly okay. exactly keeping you on <laughs> the your seat no so after <laughs> the name of the song it's kind of like an interlude in the first album by this band, mm-hmm. and it's called Ripe and Ruin by Alt-J.
0: Ah, okay, yeah. Have um, you have you heard
1: that before?
0: I haven't heard the song, um, I must admit, but uh, obviously I know the band, um, and yeah, I guess we'll talk about it after I've listened to the song, we can kind of dive into the band and maybe the, the song specifically once I've kind of heard it. Um, well, I'm excited. I'm excited to hear what it's what it's <laughs> got <going> to bring.
1: <laughs> All right. Well, it's a very short piece because it's just an interlude, but it's 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 interesting. I think. Nice. Yeah.
0: Wow. It's nicer. It it's like, it's so alt J. Like that's the like the first thing I want to say is like, it really, kind of, for me epitomizes their sound. It's very um, like if you hadn't heard All J before you hear this and then you would be able to instantly recognize any other All J song that you hear. And I, I don't <laughs> yeah. think that's necessarily a bad thing. Um, at all. I think it's I, absolutely
1: true. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I think it's just like a, a really like unique identifier of, of, of them as a band. Um, but yeah, I mean, what do you, so what's the story then?
1: Well, I, uh, yeah, I mean, just on that, I'll agree with you there. I think it's interesting as well, considering it's got no instrumentals, you like it still applies. Because I think especially, like, the guy with the higher voice mm-hmm. has, like, a, um, such an interesting voice. Like, it's so distinct, I think. And maybe that's part of the reason. Um, I can't put my finger on why.
0: Absolutely. I, in, in fact, he reminds us of another artist's voice, um, Cosmo Sheldrake, um, has a very oh, right. similar, um, like... I wouldn't even say tim- Timber, it's like a um, just a very unique voice that sounds similar but not the same. Um, but mm-hmm. I'd heard all J first before I heard um, Cosmo Sheldrake and then I think that's when I kind of made the, um, the comparison and then hearing this back reminds us of, of Cosmo again.
1: Yeah, um, yeah.
0: But one thing I did note down, like, when, when that song was on was that they use the, the voice as an instrument, don't they? That, like, a the acapella is, like, an instrument in itself, which obviously the yeah. voice is an instrument, right? But in the way that they use it, they don't need all these other, like, electronic sounds and whatnot, which are sometimes in their songs and sometimes they're absent. But, um, yeah, it's really powerful.
1: Yeah, definitely. Agreed there. Yeah. Because they were harmonising and they had, like, the, the deep air. The deeper notes as well as the the higher end. well, yeah, exactly as you just said. Okay, I can't do nice. anything new to that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um yeah, it's really nice. So back to your original question about the experience. Um so it's essentially a cautionary tale, I'd say. Um and I'm, I'll probably be telling you personally things that you already know, but like um uh, from way back in the day um but for the sake of the viewer I'll give a comprehensive account um so when I, I was quite young at the time and I was I'd say I was uh I just finished like college so like 18 mm-hmm. and I was in my first long-term relationship and um I think like at that time for whatever reason I think like a lot of people at that age are it was like quite immature quite jealous um and well, especially very jealous, that's an absolute fact. And that probably stems from the immaturity uh of just being that young, of it being the first like meaningful relationship and not really knowing how to conduct myself and how to be sort of um respectful and not, you know, I'm gonna say almost to not be controlling, mm-hmm. which may which which I think comes comes out of jealousy a lot in uh a lot of people that um in relationships. So, um, yeah, so she was, she is and was, we're not, we're we're not together now. This is an ex-girlfriend for the, for people who aren't aware, um, which is everyone listening I'm sure. (laughs) Um, (laughs) she was, is a very social person. Um, and I think someone who's quite jealous being with someone who's quite social is like a natural recipe for disaster. Um, so she would just, you know, like, which is a nice thing, like, just speak to anyone regardless and um, of who they were and what gender they were and everything. And I, at that point, I just thought, like, um, any time she was talking to another man, I, I would think, I guess I would just be, like, I would just be worried yeah. um, that, that something would come of it or, or that um, she was just going to break up with me and get with this person, yeah. which is obviously ridiculous. <laughs> like, but that's the sort of, attitude that I had at the time it was like ext- it was quite an extreme jealousy I'd yeah. say um yeah. and it wasn't rational
0: I just want to say there as well that often like is born out of like insecurity right isn't it like you, you're jealous yeah. because you're insecure of like yourself or the relationship and that's not always the, the partner's fault either in that situation so um like you say it's probably like a maturity thing so completely normal so don't yeah. don't, don't feel ashamed of it <laughs>
1: <laughs> I appreciate that now I think you, that's a good point to raise like um there's absolutely nothing wrong for example with the girlfriend i'm referring to the ex-girlfriend i'm referring to being a social person um it's completely this is all like self deprecation um and a self a a journey of kind of self-discovery or whatever you want to call it self-learning an educational (laughs) experience i'll try to say the least pretentious phrase to describe it (laughs) um but yeah the 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 point was the main thing was the fear of of, of the relationship ending. Um, and around that time, she start, she like started attending a new college, um, and it was like a sort of musical college. Um, and I remember one of the assignments that she got was to study this track, Ripe and Ruin." And I remember at that time there were, like, people at the college who, like, multiple people who she was, like, having conversations with who, like, she'd go to parties with and, like, um, would just, like, spend a lot of time with and I was just getting, like, so jealous, like, ridiculously unjustly jealous. So I'd, like, naturally just, like, hated everyone at the college because I was in this, like, just mad world of, like, every single person there wants to get with her and she's going to leave us for every single one of these these people. Um, So when she brought this track back, it had the connotations of being, like, attached to the college and everything that i was jealous of yeah. and like i was just just like i hate this i don't I like this even though like i knew it was musically good um i was just like I, because it had those connotations i just didn't want to give it the time of day um and obviously as you can imagine with the sort of attitude that i'm with that sort of attitude a relationship is not stable it can't last True. um so i think after, a few months after that um my jealousy eventually just pushed her away we were arguing loads um and it was just like too much and the relationship otherwise was fine like we had plenty in common we got along really well and every other sort of marker of a strong and stable to quote mm-hmm. <laughs> to quote theresa May, for some reason. <laughs> Um <laughs> a strong and stable relationship with was there it was just the jealousy itself which was pushing them away which is so like ironic because the whole point of jealousy is a fear that it stems from a fear of losing the person. But by being jealous, I I lost that person through through it. So like it was so it's so counterproductive. Yeah. You're actually achieving the thing that you you're trying to avoid by by being jealous. Yeah. Um so uh, yeah the takeaway is is that if um your jealousy is only gonna lead to the thing that you don't want. Yeah. Um In that experience, that relationship really made me realize that. And um, in a way, obviously, at the time, I was quite upset about the relationship ending and everything. But in hindsight, I think it's been so valuable for me as a person to go through that journey of like discovering, um, discovering that I was realizing that I was a jealous person, like, like acting on it and actually improving. And then now in my subsequent relationships, that's never even been an issue obviously everyone gets a little bit jealous in certain situations but sure. um like in a much more controllable way and where especially in a way where you don't villainize anyone like i was just describing there or in a way where you don't well you're not actually fearful that you're going to lose the person and you just it's just more like a casual i don't know yeah. jealousy whatever i guess it's like um,
0: having like a, a more stoic approach to acknowledging your feelings and kind of kind of i ad- admitting that you do feel jealous at times and that's absolutely fine and like completely normal um but it's like what you do when you observe that feeling and how you act as a result of that determines what kind of a person you're going to be right and it's i suppose from like my perspective it's nice to hear you talk about a a place coming from a place of like negativity and sort of self-doubt and um, jealousy to feeling kind of more confident and assured in yourself and then that obviously transmits to other people and other relationships as well so and I've definitely seen that transformation from like an outsider's perspective obviously we've been friends for a lot of years um I wouldn't necessarily say I've seen like the jealous side of you but like I've seen the the transformation in terms of like how healthy your relationships have become over the years and I think that's a a really nice positive thing to to see and to hear you talk about now is is really cool actually
1: (laughs) oh that's very nice I really appreciate that that's a nice it's nice to it's nice to know that I'm not talking complete rubbish. <laughs> um no, but I think I think uh yeah that's 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 really that's really nice to hear. I think it's one of those things where it's it's such a such a radical transformation that like it's hard to not to not be aware because I think as I say, with that mentality that I had to go into relationships that I've had since and I'm in now, um they would just not be sustainable. Uh, that relationship in question the first one was just not sustainable on that great on that basis and you kind of have to go through the tribulation of doing that if to to realize the error of your ways and like you said it's like it's not that you don't it's not that i don't feel jealousy anymore it's how you act on it it's being aware of the emotion and realizing that's fine to have it just don't that's your like it's my issue to deal with not it's not just because i feel jealous doesn't mean i should take it out and every like i shouldn't express it or like give into you know just yeah. give into it or whatever um true sure. see so, yeah. uh but yeah i mean the, the the to round it off i guess um now i heard all jay again like i say a couple of years later maybe long longer than that like nearly like five or six years later and like i just immediately thought like this this is so good and now i think that song's absolutely fantastic um so, so it's kind of like a nice symbolic um sorry what were you gonna say i
0: was just gonna say do you feel like um from hearing that song the first time around um do you think it was like painted with or like tarnished with like a, a negative kind of color and now when you hear it you've kind of you don't feel the same way
1: anymore or is that still like lingering? Nah, nah, like, 100% don't, like don't feel anything of the sort anymore like because I'm so I I completely acknowledge like the role that I played in that yeah. the substantial role that I played in that whole affair that um, it would be silly to be upset about, about it because that was coming from a place of like an accusatory place I think or like mm-hmm. a place of like someone else is at fault or someone's trying to impede on our relationship or or like people rather are trying to impede on our relationship which was the a narrative that i'd like built in my own mind almost yeah. um which was just complete nonsense um so having fully acknowledged that i think it it, it would be it, w- it would be it would be odd if i had um sure. negative feelings towards it now so, it, which is nice. It's because I think sometimes you do have those songs where you you, you find it difficult to shake a negative association, um, and it would be a real shame in this case because it would it would probably apply to every old J song. Yeah, uh, <laughs> which would <laughs> which would yeah be very disappointing. Um,
0: I find it interesting that like you can um, almost wipe the the slate clean kind of thing. And like, that's something that I've definitely had a similar experience where like, there's been a song and because of who's shown it to me, I've kind of had a negative feeling about the song or like, um, I didn't necessarily, I wasn't open to to like receiving the music, I suppose. And then when you clear your mind of that, like, that factor or that person or um, the the time and place that you were in, when you get rid of that kind of feeling, um, that's when you're like receptive and you can give it another try and you can formulate your own like actual opinions of a song rather than it being kind of um, tainted or influenced by the person that showed it to you or whatever. Um, So I find that really, um, really cool and it it does resonate with me as well, like 100% (laughs) I.
1: That's me. I think I have a feeling that a lot of people would would find some some resonance in it definitely because uh, i think a lot of people um when you when you say when you say when you say resonate you mean the experience or the 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 experience of changing the feeling towards a song
0: well both i would i would say um like obviously not the exact same scenario um but different relationships have made me um feel a certain way about a song so that whenever I would hear it kind of in the future, I'd be like, I don't even wanna to listen to that band or I don't wanna to listen to that song because I'll just think about that time and place and or who I was with. And like, that's like something that I've tried to like shove away almost to like an area of my brain that I don't wanna open up again. Um, but it can be quite a cathartic experience to actually just kind of face that head on and be open to changing your mind. And then when you do change your mind, you find that like, you're able to process the, those emotions as well at the same time and you can be like yeah actually it's really irrational that i'm like not refusing to listen to this band or this song because um because of how i felt about that time so many years ago
1: you know what i mean yeah exactly i think um i, I think it, it's, i 100 agree with that there's like a uh it sounds like almost a bit cliched but um i think when it comes to like looking back at relationships instead of focusing on like all the negative things that might have happened um and all the kind of arguments and whatever like it's best to just reflect on like all the the good side like the good times that happened um and if you i think if you go in with that attitude of like it's over uh we might not have ended on good terms perhaps uh, but obviously there was still good times and just yeah. think about those good times and then listen to music with that mindset might also might make it easier in some cases because um you've got i guess you got nothing to gain from from just dwelling on the negatives unless you were in the wrong in which case you might gain some the benefit of self-reflection or hindsight or whatever but um
0: exactly that i think like you you, you can teach yourself a lesson by going through that experience and like even if there yeah. was loads of negatives, like ultimately every negative is an opportunity to like learn something or about yourself or, um, the, the world, life in general. So, um, yeah. regardless, it's a good experience to put yourself through. Um, if even if it can be painful at times, I suppose.
1: Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I think that's it. It's almost like putting it more broadly. Just don't shy away. Like you've got to face your emotions in the end. Yeah. you have got to like all your feelings. Um, and yeah because for one way or another you're going to take something positive away from it in the end and uh i think we've talked about this together not on the podcast yet but together many times um the idea that the best we might have talked about it a bit but the idea that the best way to grow or the fastest way to grow is through some sort of suffering or some sort of i don't want to say negative experience but generally through a negative experience um because either you've stepped you've misstepped or um someone else has and it's it hurts and but through that like through that process of self reflection and healing and stuff you know what to do differently next time and you just you ultimately become a better and stronger person through it i think
0: exactly and it's it's that kind of age-old adage of like if you don't fail like you're never gonna kind of you're gonna miss out on those opportunities to grow like you might do something wrong later down the line and then not grow from it as a result because you're not used to failing. And that can be really hard for some people if they've just had it their own way the whole life. Then when things start going wrong, it can be a really kind of like crippling experience from like a mental health point of view. Um, so like learning to embrace the fact that you're not right all the time and it's okay to make mistakes because that's the best way to like to grow is to, to fuck up essentially. and. Um, give it another go you know what I mean like that's what makes us resilient as people and um, just builds up confidence as well so in terms of the the music itself um, Mm. have you got any like so you said as a result then this kind of opened the, did this, was this like the catalyst to like um, exploring Alt-J more or was it like you got into, how did you like kind of rediscover them and give them another go
1: it was uh, it was by Pierre Chance actually um i knew the sound like just through this cuz like you so accurately kind of described it at the start like it is so it just feels so typical uh, like of J. um so i knew the sound and i remember i was listening to like tiny desk um like a playlist of like tiny desk concerts and they came on and the song was um in cold blood i think they were playing. If I'm not mistaken, it might be. Oh, it might be, three three three. Is that even a song? <laughs> <laughs> is, i, is, it, I hope
0: it, don't trust you either way. <laughs> oh,
1: no, it's it's called three ww Okay. Um, and I just thought, wow, oh, that sounds so good. And then I uh I, look, I looked at what I was listening to, and it was old J. And I thought, oh, I've clearly dismissed them too soon. Yeah. And then I realised, oh, the, so this was years after the event, like after I was already. You know, I'd already come to terms with it accepted my like my my how ridiculous I was being um and yeah and so it was just by pure chance it wasn't it was no conscious thing to say you know what let's give these guys a chance and uh, I remember I, I just started listening through the discography that's the this is this track is off the first album mm-hmm. so that came the track came on and I thought oh here we are full circle um which was brilliant. quite nice yeah uh, I've got to have we talked a while ago about bringing a fact to each podcast yeah. um, and I've got a little fact for you if you want to hear it.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah, go for it. <laughs> Do you know where the name Alt-J comes from?
0: Um, it sounds like it would be like some sort of like keyboard shortcut or something like that. But oh. I don't know. If, is, that, is that the case?
1: Yes, yes. You're right. That's oh, exactly that's cool. what it is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, um, Have you ever seen the little triangle next to the name? Like, it's, like, it's like a Greek symbol.
0: Uh, it it's ringing a bell. I, oh, it's it's like in the title of the the video that you sent us. Actually, that's pretty cool.
1: Yeah, exactly. So, if you type Alt J on your keyboard, uh-huh. um, or just now, it'll, yeah, yeah, do it.
0: Do I need to be like in a in a search?
1: No, just like in some way where you can type text. Okay. Um, I'm not. I'm not on a Windows PC, so this might not even <laughs> work. But yeah, supposedly, nothing's happening. <laughs> Oh, no. Okay, so on a Mac, if you press option Z, option J, sorry, mm-hmm. it brings up that triangle symbol. Um, ah. And supposedly, supposedly that name comes from um, that, because it's the name after the Greek symbol and old J apparently the shortcut to type it. But apparently it's a load of bollocks. So uh... <laughs> Well,
0: it might just be my keyboard is not set up for that or something. I don't know. It's probably some setting mm. I need to enable... I get where Could you're going be. for old Jay and I respect it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, but I think you need to do your research, guys. <laughs> we if, all love if you're doing this.: for, Yeah. <laughs> um Yeah. But Yeah, um I'll I'll try and make sure my facts next time are actually actually <laughs> correct.
0: No, no, I, I, I believe that that is the case. Like, it's got to be correct. It sounds right, so we'll go with it. Mm. And that's how all facts work, isn't it? If it sounds right, it's probably right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: uh, well, there's been wisdom shared all around today. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think that's everything I, I want to say on, on, on uh, this uh, area. Um. Oh, last thing you know, I, is... I want to mention. Um, yeah.
0: You know, the... Like all J's sound in general. Have you ever seen that YouTube video um, where there's like two guys and they're like recreating? Them? <laughs> yeah. and every time I listen to an all J song, that that video comes straight into me head. <laughs> <laughs> and, and like, so it. Sorry, good. It, it's kind of like a a mic take. It's like them basically saying like how easy it is to make an all J song or whatever. Um, but it's a like. <laughs> It's it's actually really cool and I really like it. It's not like it's a diss or anything like that. Um, I think that was just like a bit of the clickbait title to get people to watch the video, but it was dead cool. Um, but I just wanted to throw that in there as well.
1: Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, I really I really like that. Um, I remember seeing that as well before properly listening to them, and like not really appreciating it, but like kind of also getting it from having heard Ripe and Ruin." Yeah, and I think I'd heard "Breeze uh, Breeze Blocks" as well because like it was so. Uh, breeze blocks yeah, yeah i'm so bad That's with track one. names yeah um good i'm I'm glad i got that right on on the podcast when i'm talking about <laughs> this band <laughs> um <laughs> uh, I, I think i heard that as well so i knew vaguely but i didn't appreciate it as much until just recently because i've just recently watched it again and uh <laughs> it's it is so good all right well there's my story yeah, thanks, um thanks for sharing
0: it appreciate it
1: um, thanks for listening
0: again it's like i say it was nice to to hear that kind of that journey and the fact that it like a song like that can have so much power to like remind you of that as well like it's pretty cool so yeah yeah definitely it,
1: yeah thanks um all right well looking forward to next week to hear what you've got to bring to the table
0: absolutely man, and try and uh bring something interesting <laughs>
1: you got any ideas
0: yeah, yeah, I've got a few things up my sleeve.
1: <laughs> right, okay. yeah, keeping your heart, cards close to you, close to your chest. That's not the. Is that the phrase? Yeah, that's
0: the one. Mm. Don't okay. doubt
1: yourself. I'm having, a, <laughs> I'm having a lot of self-doubt on this, this episode. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? You're reverting
0: back to your old ways. Are you going to be really jealous <laughs> of us when I do? A are you fucking well? speaking to someone
1: else about a podcast? <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I don't think times. so. You could do all the podcasts you want to do. Thank you it's okay uh, and also for the regular that's not how i spoke to my girlfriend um hey, i hope
0: it was, she was actually just doing podcasts with other people as well like is that the crack?
1: <laughs> that was exactly the crack. Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm not going down this rabbit hole okay <laughs> um all right well let's call it here then um thanks everyone for for listening if you've got this far um, if you've been listening on the Spotify platforms <laughs> Apple Podcasts etc um, or Amazon Podcasts in Dan's case <laughs> then we're also on YouTube um, under Peeling Off The Bark maybe <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. that again <laughs> it is rife today <laughs> um, and if you're listening on YouTube then Peeling Off The Bark on literally every podcast platform i hope and uh yeah anything you want to say
0: no just thanks for for joining me for for tuning in as the the cool kids say um and no i just appreciate your time (laughs) and we'll catch you
1: in the next one all right see you later bye